0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia, Africa, with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragements with you from America to Africa. And everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible and just never had the time to put a few seconds away, we hope you can join us. We're all walking through it together. Just regular people reading the Bible as we try to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. Today we'll be um, continuing to walk through the Psalms. We're going to be covering Psalms uh, chapter 5, 6, and 7 today. So, we'll jump right in. If you have a Bible, great. If you don't, we'll put it together for you anyway. So, in Psalm chapter 5, this is, um, have you ever uh, just thought to yourself, you got a lot of problems. You got to get up every day and do stuff. Um, You got troubles all around. Uh, People don't like you. Maybe you've done something wrong. Maybe you've done something bad. Um well this is a song kind of for you. Um David is uh he's he's starting the day, he's getting up and he's trying to face his troubles. And um this is him just what's going through his mind in the morning. And again for us as we look at it, you know, we've all got troubles. We've all got things going on every day, every morning we get up and we look around. Well, um Perhaps we can relate to some of the things that David's having to go through, and David's leaning on God the whole way. he starts in verse one, he says, "You know uh you know, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my groaning, he's already starting the day off bad, you know he's miserable getting up, he's got so much worry and so much thing on his shoulders. Give attention in verse two, give attention to the sound of my cry, my king and my God for." To you, I pray. You know, he's talking about you know God in heaven, and it's also a reference to his king. It's kind of a reference to Christ as well. Christ is king. David is a king too. You got to remember that. But you know, King David, you know, considerably the greatest king of all time. He's he's given homage to not only God in heaven, but the authority that he. You know, it's it's a head nod to Jesus too. So in verse 3, O oh Lord, in the morning you hear my hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. He's he's trying to start his day. And he's got a lot on his mind. Uh, he says, For you are a God who delights, uh for are not a God who delights in the wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord of Ho abhor- abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. You know he's got a lot of evil people around him. He's got a lot of wickedness around him. You know, and people aren't telling the truth. Um, they're thinking about themselves. They're boastful people. Uh, just you know, the 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 bad things. Um, and this is all around him. So he's starting his day almost with a groan, uh, but he's praying and he's looking through all this, uh, but verse seven, but through the abundance of your steadfast love, I will enter your house. I will bow down towards your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me Lord in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me for there's no truth in their mouth. Their innermost uh, is self is destruction. Their throat's like an open grave. Make them bear their own guilt, God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out. For they rebelled against you. He's saying, you know what? He's he's starting his, dare, his day prayerfully. Everybody around him is, is bad news to David. But David, what is he focused on right now? He's focused on God's house. He's focused on the abundance of God's love. God's love has more abundance, more power than we have problems. And instead of trying to focus on all these people who are bothering him or who are around him who are evil, David was considered a man so, so brave because many times David was standing right by himself. But, you know, David, you can kind of think about David. I was thinking about him yesterday. David's a, even as a little boy, he would hear something, a promise of God. He would say, you know what? God's going to be with me. I'll go kill Goliath. You know, I don't need a fancy stone or a, I mean, a fancy sword or, you know, he just picked up some rocks and with using what he had, a little slingshot, he, he flung them at Goliath. But it was through God's power that Goliath was slayed. David's a, you know, you a lot of people around David probably thought, David's a hard-headed little boy or a hard-headed guy. You know, David was brave. He'd go in and conquer, he'd conquer big armies with just a few men. You know, you think he's crazy. But David was hard-headed for God. He said, God's with me. And even, you know, so what's going through David's heart? Psalms gives us this great, you know, window into that. David's got all these people around him, just like he had with Goliath. But what does David focus on? He focused on God's love, being with God, entering God's house, you know? And then he's saying, you know, in you know, lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. You know, it's it's make my uh Make your way straight before me. Lead me in my paths. It's kind of a it's kind of a nod back to Galatians when we were studying Galatians, talking about walking in the Spirit or keeping in step with the Spirit. Like we may fall down, but God's going to get us right back up again. That learning to walk by the Spirit. And uh, so he's he's saying, you know, all these people around me, whatever that comes out of their mouth is false. They don't know anything. Their whole purpose is self-destruction. They're going to all fall. And he's just saying, you know, let them be guilty in your eyes, Lord. You know, he gives the nod, even though he's the king. He gives the nod to the Lord to do the judging. He doesn't even do the judging. Make them bear their guilt. They're going to fall down on their own. But what's David's heart all about? His heart is all about focusing on the abundance of God's love. And let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them. I'm reading in verse 11 right now. Those who love your name exalt in you, because you bless the righteous, and you cover them like a shield. So David, even though he's got a lot of garbage all around him, what does he do? He focuses on the abundance of the Lord. Now, me and you, we got the same stuff going on. We can focus because we have a holy and a righteous God. He's a God of us, he's a God of judgment on the wicked, but he's a God with with like a shield to those who love him. He knows who are his. So David is just Keeping his eyes focused on God. What a great um, Psalm, a comfort to us in times of trouble. So now we're going to zip over to the sixth Psalm. It's kind of a it's kind of a really cool Psalm. Um, of course, you know these are songs. David's like a musician. He's. Uh, you know, in you know, There's notes about the stringed instruments, and the, you know, talking about who's going to be singing it. Uh, you know, in the in the Bible, you got to remember David was a a king and a commander. He was a, a shepherd boy, but he he also played a lot of instruments. He was a singer. He was your singer-songwriter, you know. So, so David uh, did a lot of things. And, uh, of course, you know, if this was a song, maybe he's singing the blues. You know, maybe right now he's singing the blues about this is a song about somebody who's had a lot of trouble, uh, whether he's really, really sick, or he's he's got troubles all around him, or this is somebody who's who's, uh, you know, been in trouble themselves, you know, in sin, and then they're kind of waking up and realizing how much sin has affected their life. I mean, this person is singing the blues, uh, so we can kind of look at it like that to give us kind of a fresh interpretation on this, but but uh, however you want to put yourself in it, we don't exactly know what the exact problem is, but it's that emotional thing, and I think that's where the music of the psalm comes in, that it touches all of us who have these emotions, and he starts off, O oh Lord, rebuke me not with your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. You know, something's going on. You know, don't get mad at me, God. Don't get mad at me, Lord. Don't slam slam me down. You know, verse 2, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I'm languishing. He's in the pits. He is. In, he's singing the blues right now. But he says, Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My bones are aching, you know. My soul is greatly troubled and my bones are troubled. But you, Lord, you know, how long how long is it going to be before i have to get out of this trouble you know he's singing the blues right now so he says turn O lord and deliver my life save me for the sake of your steadfast love he was calling out i need some help for in death there's no remembrance of you in sheol who will give you praise so if you let me die lord Who's going to be able to praise you? Please just don't let me die because I want to, you know, I'm, I love you, Lord. I, I fell down on my knees. Help me. And he says down in six, I'm weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eyes waste away. You know, he's crying so much. My eyes are wasting away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. He is crying bad, crying out to the Lord, singing the blues. So he's saying, Depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame. Boom, in a moment. So uh, verses 8. 9 and 10, he, he's, he's crying. He's, even after all his crying, he's saying that, you know what? He feels the Lord has heard him because we have the promise of God, the promise of God that God will hear our prayers. No matter how bad we have it, no matter how much we're crying, our God is a God who identifies with those in trouble. He's a God who knows what the blues sound like. So, even Christ, Christ, it's almost like a prayer that Christ would have prayed, you know. Christ would have prayed this same prayer. Everybody around me is after me. They're wanting to put me down. They're wanting to crucify me, probably. But I've been weeping, you know. Jesus sat up all night, you know, mourning the fact that he was going to have to go to the cross, too. You know, we've all... When we live to honor God, we all are setting ourselves against human nature. There's uh, This world will not like uh, God's ways. The ways of this world are, are sinful uh, in nature. Uh, but when we try to honor God, we automatically set ourselves against the world. There can be people around us that don't like us or don't put up with us or slander us, or trouble us in some way, or sometimes we get ourselves in trouble. Our God is a God who is going to hear us. So the next psalm we're going to hit is psalm, uh, is psalm number 7. So psalm's kind of cool. This one's kind of cool because it's singing about a judge. You know, we always sing psalms about the Lord and God, you know, being above all of this. Um, you know, this is another, you know, uh, song that David composed. Uh, he sings um, uh, to the Lord. He's talking about the it's a song about the judgment or about the judge. And so, you know, here comes the judge. You know, we sing that a lot. But verse one, oh, Lord, my God, in, in you do I take my refuge. Save me from all my persecutor, persecutors. Um, pursuers, I'm sorry, <laughs> save me from all my pursuers and deliver me. Um, so he's singing right now, um, my, my Lord and my God, you know, um, he's uh, acknowledging sort of the, the deity of God, uh, the, what Christ is, uh, what God is. In in you do I take my refuge? He's going to be safe in the Lord. He's going to be safe in 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 the Father God. But he says, "Save me and deliver me." You know, he needs to be delivered, lest Satan, lest like a lion, they tear my soul apart, rendering it to pieces with none to deliver. Oh, Lord, my God. Again, he, he refers to, oh, the Lord is God. If I have done this, if there's any wrong in my hands, if I've done anything bad, if I've repaid my friend with evil or or plundered my enemy without a cause, if I've done something wrong, uh, just let let them get me. Let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it. Let them trample my life to the ground and lay my glory to the dust. He's saying He's saying, Lord, you know, if I've done something wrong and I don't even know it, Lord, you know my heart. You know what's inside me. If I've done something wrong, you know, um, please consider that uh, and, and deal with me. Deal with me first, Father. Arise, O oh Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. And, and awake for me. You've appointed a judgment. So he's, you know, he's saying, you know, I want to be, I want to be safe with you, Father. You know, save me from all these people who are coming against me. <clears throat> but again, before you do anything, check me out first. And if I've done anything wrong, make sure <clears throat> I'm okay. But then there's a pause in the song where it says, Sheila, Sheila down at the end of verse 5 and then he starts saying you know but after you've dealt with me look around and deal with all these people in verse 7 let the assembly of the people be gathered about you over it and return on high the Lord judges the people judge me O Lord according to my righteousness according to the integrity that is in me judge me Father but around me let the wickedness be judged as well but my shield is with god in verse 10 who saves the upright in heart god is a righteous judge and a god who feels the indignation every day the indignation means the little wrongdoings every day so in other words don't you ever feel like you know uh, people just treat you bad or treat you wrong or, you know, you're the only one who knows that you're trying to do right. And and uh, it's really hard to talk about, but, you know, you go to church, but but nobody really knows what you have to put up with to get to church or, or what's going on. Or maybe you don't even go to church. Maybe you're just out there and you're doing what you, you're trying to do right by the Lord. But people misunderstand you. They don't like you. David's saying, you know what? I don't care. I'm focusing on the Lord because even though nobody appreciates what's inside my heart, the Lord does. Even though nobody sees these wrong things that are happening to me, the Lord does. The Lord sees every little unjust thing that's going to happen to you. Somebody treats you bad, you know, Maybe you don't say anything about it. The Lord sees it, and it makes him mad. It makes him angry. Okay? The little things that are being done to me and you every day by others, the Lord knows what is unjust. And it's down in verse 12. If a man doesn't repent, God will get out his sword for them. He's bent and readied his bow. He's prepared with him deadly weapons, making his arrows, fiery shafts. Behold, the wicked man conceives evil and is pregnant with mischief and gives birth to lies. He makes a pit, digging it out and falls in the hole that he's made. His mischief returns upon his own head and is on his own skull his violence descends. This is David talking about what's going to happen to these people who don't repent, who are just evil, who either love evil or they're not going to love God, you know. There's either one way or the other way. But now David's kind of talking like the soldier that he is. He's talking that God will deal with these folks. But David down in verse 17, I'll give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness. He's still going to praise the Lord. We need to pray with thanksgiving and thankfulness. Because we have God's righteousness on our side. It's not our righteousness. It's not what we do. It's not our works. Again, sort of a head nod to the gospel message we were just studying in Galatians. But David gives thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. And I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. David's going to praise God because God is a judge but also he's a righteous judge he's a judge that doesn't miss a thing we have a father in heaven who loves us we have a savior but we also the other the other dimension to our God our father in heaven is he is a judge he is a righteous judge he is a judge who doesn't miss a single little thing. So on one hand, we've got to be careful what's in our heart because sometimes we do stuff to other people, you know you know God knows that too. God judges that. David's saying, you got to judge my heart too. So it's not all about putting everybody else down that, that don't like us. That's not what this is about. I mean, there's plenty of people who don't like David. But David saying, "You know, you're the judge. You're a you're a righteous judge. Judge me first. Make sure I'm okay inside. I make my path straight. But all these people around me who don't repent, who don't call on the name of the Lord, who want to stay in wicked ways, God will be the judge, and that's what's going to happen to them. But again, remember, David's already the king." He's supposed to be the one to want to throw him in jail. But again, David yields to God's authority. David saying the real judge is our father, is really Christ. Christ is going to be the judge, our Lord and our God. My, oh, Lord, my God. You know, Christ will be given all authority, you know, and it's David's descendant is Jesus but King David, you know, this is the mark of a wise king. David knows where his authority comes from. It comes from God in heaven. So David is always going to be giving thanks to God for God's righteousness. So again, just a, another, um, another super-duper song from David. Uh, it's a song about a judge or the judgment uh, our, um, You could call it Here Come the Judge if you want to, but um hope this was helpful. Um, just three great s- s- uh, songs from David, and so this is the part where I'll turn over the podcast to my uh, co-host and partner, uh, Matali, who's in Zambia. She's also listening to this and will be um, simultaneously podcasting her thoughts. We'll put them together and and uh publish this prog- uh, podcast later today once we get Matali's um, words from Zambia. So for me, I hope this was helpful. Um, great stuff to dwell on. Let your heart dwell on this. The Psalms of David. And uh, until next time, God bless you, and we'll see you next time.
1: Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Psalms chapter 5, 6 and 7. And um the background of um Psalms 5 <clears throat> was um a th- uh, wind instrument was used. Um more like a flute. Um according to the instruction that um if you read Psalms if you go to Psalms 5 it says for the Choir Master to be accompanied by flutes. So it's a psalm written by David. So, psalms 1 through to 8 are have good direct quotations from the New Testament. They're messianic sa- psalms. So, they have a direct link um, to the New Testament. They're prophecies fulfilled. So, um... So in, in today's teaching, it looks as, at the perfect man in the midst of his enemies. So when we started with Psalms 1, it was the perfect, the blessed man or the practice of the blessed man. And then in Psalms 2, it was um, the rebellious man. Then Psalms 3 and 4, um, we looked at the blessed man rejected. So now we're looking at the blessed man in the midst of um in the midst of enemies. So um Psalms so this particular psalm um from today's teaching is um is a prayer from the heart. So it's Psalms five is a morning prayer. It's David talking about um David waking up in the morning and and, and and um praying to God. So in in verse one it reads Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my groaning. Psalms two reads um, attend to the sound of my cry, my king and my God. For I pray to you. So David in this particular psalm was crying out to the Lord, so that the Lord could actually hear his prayers. So it goes on to read, In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. At daybreak I lay my plea before you and I wait in expectations. So this is a morning prayer. Um David wakes up every morning and um he prays to to the Lord. Um, and he has expectations and he's waiting upon the Lord. So if we go on, um, it reads For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. No evil can dwell with you, the boastful cannot stand in your presence. You hate all workers of iniquity, you destroy those who tell lies. The Lord abhors the man of bloodshed and deceit. So, um, this particular verses from 4 through to 6, it has a direct relation to, um, if we look at Revelations, it's basically talking about um, the Lord would not tolerate wickedness, boastfulness, um, murderers. So if we look at Revelations 21, verse 8, um, it reads, But the fearful and unbelieving and, abomin- and abominable and murderers and homemongers, scorners and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So, um, for all these things that I mentioned in, in, in Revelations 21 verse 8, The whole mongers, scorners, idolaters, murderers, they shall face judgment. And um, it's directly related to Psalms chapter five verses four through to six, where God where where David is writing for for you are not a God who delights in wickedness or evil, and no evil can dwell in you. So if we move to Psalms chapter five, verse eight. It reads, um, Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness, because of my enemies. You make straight my way before me. So, um, in this particular psalm, David is praying to God. He, he, has rec- he has realized he's not perfect. And he has realized his enemies are just waiting for him to stumble and fall. So he's asking the Lord to... Um, to set his path straight Um, and it goes on to read for not a word they speak can be trusted destruction is within them their throats are open graves their tongues practice flattery so David is looking at his enemies he's surrounded by a thousand enemies and um, all these are waiting for him to actually fall stumble and fall but david is relentless in his prayer he wakes up in the morning every day this is why it's a morning prayer by morning when he wakes up he he prays to 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 god in verse three where it says in the morning O lord you hear my voice at daybreak i lay my plea before you and i wait in expectation so prayer for david um was a resource and a recourse. Um, when he looks at the wickedness. That was around him. He. He looked to the Lord. In order to actually guide him. Verse 10 reads. Um, Declare them guilty. O God. Let them fall by their own devices. Drive them out. For their many transgressions. For they have rebelled against you. So. Um. Here, um, David is wants God to seek vengeance against the wicked and um, all those who have many transgressions and they have rebelled against um, and have rebelled against the Lord. Verse eleven reads, "But let all who take refuge in you rejoice; let them ever shout out for joy." May you shelter them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. So in today's world, in today's, um, if we relate this in today's um, church, um, many have fallen short of the glory of God. Many have, um, many um, want to live a a life of vanity and boasting and wickedness. But um, we're being encouraged to take refuge in, in God, Um, you know, to seek life, eternal life. And, um, Scripture has written that God actually intends to take vengeance. He has told us to walk by faith and to take the position, that position, that our Lord took. So if, um, if we live by faith, then we will have everlasting life. And, um, if we seek refuge in, in God and um, abandon all the wickedness and um, all the transgressions that we have, but then we will receive eternal life. So, um, Psalm 6, Psalms chapter 6, um, Psalms chapter 6 looks at, um, the perfect man, um, in the midst of chastisement men. So, um, the, the instruction behind this is, it reads, For the choir master with stringed instruments, according to Shemineth. It's a psalm of David. So, this particular psalm was a cry for mercy. So, David has seen, like, so much weakness around him. And, um, He's looked at himself and doesn't realize he's not perfect. So, um, in this particular psalm, it's like David is crying out. It's like he's crying out loudly and um, crying to the Lord. So, um, it reads, uh, verse 1 reads, O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. or disciple, me in your wrath. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am frail. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is deeply distressed. How long, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver my soul. Save me because of your loving devotion. So verse 1 through to 4 of Psalms chapter 6. As David, he sees his own need and he's crying out to the Lord for repentance. So if we relate it in today's world, like there's so much wickedness around and we're supposed to cry out to the Lord in like high voices and seek repentance because there's so much evil in today's world. Verse 5 through 7 are verses of confession. It's a cry of despair for for mercy, and only mercy can save us. So, um, the New Testament says that God, um, that we're supposed to write, we're supposed to seek mercy from God, and He's got plenty of mercy for you and me. He's got plenty of mercy to go around, no matter our suffering, um, Christ has been through it, and he's been through worse. So he can comfort us. So verses 5 and seven read, five to 7 read, um, For there is no mention of you in death. Who can praise you from Sheol? Um, I am weary from groaning all night. I flood my bed with, weep, with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes fail from grief, and they grow dim because of my foes. So, um, here, verse six is an evening psalm. So this is talking about when David is going to sleep, he is still um, he's still crying out to the Lord to save him, and because he's seen so much wickedness around him, and he's Crying and begging for mercy um, because God has so much mercy for us as His children. And um, He has, God sent his, Christ, his, his Son Christ on earth who went through worse. So um, God is our only comfort and our refuge. Verse 8 to 10 um, is the answer to, to prayers. Um, God will listen if if we actually pray and we pray in faith, even when we're in deep trouble. So verse 8 through to 10 reads, Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. So... um. These verses are looking at um God answering prayers. God our God is a God of miracles and if you are consistently praying and believe in him, God will have mercy on us and God has um, um God will comfort us. Um, Psalm seven is um, David singing, a loud cry. Um, And um, the instruction is, a shingayon of David, which he sang to the Lord about Cush, a Benjamite. So um, David in this particular psalm is crying out loud um, against the man of sin. And, um, it reads, um, Oh, Lord, my God, I take refuge in you. Save me and deliver me from all your pursuers, or they will shred my soul like a lion, the lion in this case being the the devil, and tear me to pieces with no one to rescue me. Oh, Lord, my God, I have done this. If injustice is on my hands, so David, um, David did receive salvation from God, and he did sin, so he was simply um, reaping what he actually sowed. If I have rewarded my ally with evil, if I have plundered my foe without cause, then may my enemy pursue and overtake me. May he trample me to the ground and leave me and leave my honor to the dust. Selah. Verse 6 goes on to read, Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Rise up against the fury of my enemies. So, awake, my God, and ordain judgment. Let the assembled people encompass you. Take your seat over them on high. The Lord judges the people. Vindicate me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and integrity. So this was a prayer of Vengeance. It's like the Lord will take vengeance um, in the second coming against all the wicked people with all the wickedness that's going on in the world. The Lord will come and the Lord will and the Lord will um, take vengeance against the sinners. Verse 9 goes on to read Put an end to the evil of the wicked but establish the righteous O righteous God, who searches hearts and minds, my shield is with God, who saves me, who saves the upright at heart. God is a righteous judge, and a God who feels indignation each day. So, um, when when judgment day comes. There are two things. God will either God will either God will be the judge and will be a savior. So, um, for God to be your savior, you have to accept Christ in your heart, um, and you have to have faith in Christ. No matter what you're going through, um, the Lord God has mercy. Verse twelve reads: If one does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. He has bent the strong, he has bent and strung his bow. He has prepared his deadly weapons. He ordains his arrows with fire. Behold the wicked man, travails with evil. He conceives trouble and breeds falsehood. He has dug a hole and hollowed it out. He has fallen into the pit of his making. His trouble recoils on him. And his violence falls on his own head. I will thank the Lord for his righteousness, and sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. So, um, verse seven is um is a cry. Is David crying against um the wickedness that is so prevalent right now? Like back then. After, uh, back then, before the Messiah, and when, when Jesus, and if we look at today's world, um, in the absence of the Messiah, there is so much wickedness going on. And, um, like, um, if we look at, there's, there's, there's so much liberal Christians who want to mix uh, the gospel and the law, and, you know, they, they, there's a new morality that, um, that is being adopted. Um Which is full of um evil and wickedness and it's being um looked at by like liberal Christians as in um oh no it's 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 the new faith it's the it's the new in thing um when all that Christ would like from us is for us to have faith and faith alone in him so um Yeah, today that um, was the lesson. It was based on um, two um, teachings. It was the perfect man in the midst of enemies. It taught us to be relentless and to keep praying and to believe in God, like David did, no matter how many enemies he was surrounded by but he he always went back to the lord and he knew the lord was going to be faithful to him and um the second pre the second um lesson was the perfect man in the midst of um man it was a cry for mercy and god has mercy on on all his um children so yeah thank you for listening bye bye and god bless